Welcome to the Cocktail Lovers Podcast. I'm Sandra. And I'm Gary. And together, we are the Cocktail Lovers. We're a married couple and we've been writing about cocktails for the past 12 years. But this is the place where we'll be talking about cocktails. We're going to be talking about products. We're going to be talking about books. And we're going to be talking about the bars that we love and we think that you'll love too. We'll also be checking in with some of the biggest names in the industry and asking them to share their top tips with us to help you up your mixing game at home. We like to think of ourselves as your new best friends cocktail wise so let's hear what's on the show this week in this particularly special episode we're joining in the celebrations for the platinum jubilee of the queen we'll be enjoying not one but two gin and dubonnets believed to be a favorite cocktail of her majesty's we'll be opening up fox denton jubilee summer pudding gin liqueur absolutely perfect for summer celebrations and the Royal Salute Platinum Jubilee Edition, an extraordinary limited edition new expression of a whiskey first created for the coronation in 1953. Our book of choice is Joe Gilmore and his cocktails, telling the story and sharing the cocktails of the legendary former head bartender of the American bar at the Savoy, and someone who created many a royal celebratory libation. Finally, we pay a visit to the Goring, the only hotel to hold a royal warrant for hospitality services, where we meet General Manager Michael Voigt, who shares a little of the history of this iconic destination, while Lounge Bar and Veranda General Manager Tiago Mira tells us about their special Platinum Jubilee Celebration Cocktails, which we also got to sample, gold leaf and all. But first, we are the cocktail lovers, so let's make ourselves a Platinum Jubilee Celebration Cocktail. So, as we've mentioned, this is our Platinum Jubilee special, so obviously we have to have a drink fit for a queen. We do indeed. (laughs) All Uh, queens all over the world. This is for you. (laughs) So you're going to do something really special then? I'm going to do it. It's special enough, but it's quite simple, actually, which makes it even better, I think. So this is reputed to be the queen's favourite drinks, one of her favourite drinks. The other thing we do know is that she's partial to a martini um, before dinner. We like her a lot. Exactly. (laughs) Our kind of gal, Miss Queenie. But also another one that she likes. This is called the Dubonnet Cocktail. It also has another name, which is Zaza, when it's served over ice. But anyway, we're going with the Dubonnet Cocktail, which champions this beautiful Dubonnet, which is an aperitif, French-based aperitif. As I said, it's a really simple drink. It's two ingredients and then lemon twist as a garnish. So three ingredients, which we love Mm. always. What do we want to know about it? It's also one of the late Queen Mother's favourite drinks, but she did it in a different ratio. Whereas the Queen goes for two parts Dubonnet, one part gin, the Queen Mother did it the other way round. 
Oh. Two parts gin, one part um, Dubonnet. So we're told. There's all different yeah. variations yeah. of it's these It's not cocktails. like we've got inside knowledge. No, no. But, you know, there's lots of people that... Well, everyone has their own stories. But anyway, let's get on with the cocktail. So if we're being completely royal, we should have had the Queen's own gin, which um, she's actually... Well, she hasn't made it, but there is um, a Buckingham Palace gin available oh. from the Royal Collection. Oh, fu- well, future episode, I think. Exactly. Yeah. And as soon as that comes out, it always sells out. And I'm sure during the Platinum Jubilee um, celebrations, there won't be any of that around. But if you're lucky enough to get some... Please get some Buckingham Palace gin. The bottle looks great. It's got lovely botanicals from the Buckingham Palace Gardens, Ah. which makes it really cool. If you can't get that, one of the other gins that has a royal warrant is Gordon's, which is much more accessible and much more affordable. So we're using one part gin for each cocktail. So you're you're making this as a stirred cocktail, yeah? Yes. So there. Oh, I'm glad you said that because there are H- different ways. <laughs> exactly. Well, I do it with you, yeah. so I think it's only fitting that you yeah. should reciprocate. If you you can make it in different ways, so you can make it in a mixing glass over ice, or you can actually make it in the glass and then add. Watch the Queen lights is having two ice cubes in her drink. Two, not two. one, not, not four, not three, but two. Good. So anyway, well, where I, do- I like that though. You know, your drink your way. Absolutely, and she is the Queen, and she can have whatever she wants. So there now we're going for the Dubonnet. So we've done one part gin, and now we're adding two parts Dubonnet for each cocktail. And that, my friends, is that. So we're going to stir it over ice. I've got my glasses chilling. We're going to have it in a Nick and Nora glass because I think that's, of course, it's one of our favourite glasses. But actually, rather than serving it over ice in a rocks glass, which I think looks kind of, I don't know, a bit clunky for a special royal celebration, don't you, Mr. G? Well, as we have said on a number of occasions, we just really like these Nick and Nora glasses. They they do look very smart. I mean, who doesn't like a martini glass? But a Nick and Nora glass, we recommend, if you haven't done already, check check out a few of these and get yourself some. Yeah. So now I'm stirring over ice. And it's kind of like a martini, I mean, you know, it's It's very much a sweet martini, absolutely. So you can stir that as much as you like. You can actually do other ratios. You can do equal parts Dubonnet, equal parts gin, and then play around to get your own variation. So you can do up in the the Dubonnet or up in the gin. It's totally up to you. Yeah, and I'm looking forward to rediscovering Dubonnet because it's not something I've had for for quite a while. I'm just discarding the ice, which I had chilling our glasses because that's one of the things you really want to make sure your glass is very cold mm-hmm. and i can vouch for that because they're nicely frosted they're frosted oh it's lovely it's a gorgeous ruby kind of color isn't yeah. it which again is very regal mm. and royal I regal think. and royal royal and regal regally royal mm. And then, and as you say, it's always nice to make drinks that are simple. Just because they're simple doesn't mean well, they're not special. Yeah, why? Sh- why make life complicated? Life complicated enough, actually. So, 
There you go. Yeah. I've just espressed a little bit of the lemon zest over the cocktail. So just a little bit of that oil going on. Yeah. Spritzing is the word I can say. Spritzing the glass. Oh, thank there you. There you are. Come in my way. Thank it looks you. Lovely. Are you even if I propose say so a toast? myself. Yes. Do you want to go with the toast? Yeah. Here's to 70 glorious years of Her Majesty. Absolutely. Cheers. Cheers. That is a very, very delicious drink. So we have two very special products that we're reviewing this week, obviously. Yeah, product almost seems a bit of an understatement. Yeah, exactly. It? But this one, it's a very accessible one. So mm-hmm. we'll start with this, I guess. It is called Foxtonton Jubilee Summer Pudding Liqueur. That's a whole mouthful <laughs> of things you've just said there. But I mean, you know, summer pudding, it's so English, mm. it's so beautiful, it's so summery and very, it just captures what you feel about yeah. this time of year, I right? I guess. making one of those many a year ago. I did. Pudding. I might even make one again. I think you should. <laughs> okay, so this is from the Foxtonton Estate Company, which was founded in 1935 by Major Charles Radcliffe. Now, when I was reading about this, I actually thought it was one of those kind of spoofy things, you know, spooky. like spoofy, oh, spoofy, spoofy with a <laughs> with an F, because it sounded like one of those stories that people build up to create oh, a caricature yeah, yeah, of a yeah. company. But actually, no, it it's, is real. It's the real deal. Yes. So Major Charles Radcliffe was a soldier and all round Edwardian adventurer who saw action in the Boer War in, and World War One. He was an avid sportsman, and his pursuit of which led him twice to be shipwrecked and once train wrecked. But get this, get this. A man of unusual passions, he was tattooed with the entire family crest of arms on his chest. So, (laughs) So this was one of the things I thought, no, you are kidding. But actually, no, he is real. Yeah. And one of the things... That the gentry, I would say, mm. he, he was a keen sh- going hunting, shooting, fishing yeah, yeah. type person. And what used to happen was a lot of these people used to make their own fruit liqueurs that they used to take with them on the shoot. Okay. And so he used to make one, like, as I said, like many people did. And his was really highly regarded. It was a recipe that was passed down in the family. Now, his grandson, I believe, Nick Radcliffe, he was once in the army as well, and also a city businessman, but he's actually taken on this mantle. He used to, again, make the family recipe during the shoots, but then somebody on one of the shoots asked him if he could buy a bottle, and he thought, hmm... (laughs) <laughs> Let's make a business. There's out of an this. idea. Exactly. And so now he does, along with his sons, I believe, and they've turned it into something really rather special. So they have some gins, they have some fruit liqueurs, and all sorts of things, actually. And so one of the things that they have done for the Jubilee, the Platinum Jubilee, is make this summer pudding. Liqueur. Yeah. Can I just say what I like on the bottle? <laughs> There's lots of things I like. And it's, it's, just, it's got that great history, which, as you said, you could think it was uh, made up, but it's not. Mm. And But it doesn't take itself too seriously because there's a little bit at the top. It says, lovely 
Jubilee. Lovely jubbly, lovely jubilee. <laughs> See what you did there? They did there. Um, I like jokes like that. <laughs> yeah, I, I know, I know. But also what it does have is summer berries. So there's a mix of blackberries, strawberries, yeah. red currants and black currants, all mm. local. And yeah, they're good. somewhere in the home home counties. And they have some London dry gin. And this is another little thing that they have British sugar. Yeah, Tell us about that. I no idea. (laughs) No idea. (laughs) Anyway, British sugar, here we come. I didn't know we had British sugar. Is it going to be a thing? Who knows? But British sugar. So we're going to taste it neat, first of all. Right. And this is something that they say you can add to lemonade. Just make a lovely Jubilee summer party punch, I guess. Mm, But very, very simple, very um, fruity and joyous. I hope. Mm, that's it, it does, I know fruit. it's the power of suggestion, but it, you know, it does smell like when you made that pudding. Yeah, it's lovely, lovely fruits. fruits. Beautiful fruit. Oh, that's mm. great because it's not too sweet. I thought it was going to be quite too. sweet mm. and thick and cloying, but it's lovely. It's really nice. Much more about the fruit. Yeah, the exactly. Of the and you could yeah. have that, as they say, just over lemonade. So there would be a little bit of alcohol in there, but not too much. So... You know, quite low ABV, very fruity, and quite a nice change from Pims or something, I think, because yeah. Pims can be quite sweet. Yeah. Um, this is nice lovely. It's an option, isn't it? Yeah, they say <clears throat> to just add a squeeze of lemonade, um, have this, and then lengthen with your lemonade, as I say. We, of course, because it is the Platinum Jubilee and it is celebratory and because we love a pop of real fizz, <laughs> we're going to have it with with some champagne. Let's Yay. have another little bit of that. So I'm adding a little bit of There this. were a whole lot of ands there. Of I course. like that. And, you know, and, and. It's a celebration. More, more, more. Jubilee. Absolutely. We like fizz. All good reasons. In we love this. Also, what I like, it is, I think it's um, 50 CL bottle, yes, and £20, which is not bad yeah, at all, actually, no. um, available from their website. So I'm just doing a bit of filler while I'm trying yeah. to open oh, the champagne. Multitasking. Here yeah. we go, folks. Here it comes. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> so we also add a little squeeze of lime. Um, oh, right. so that, that's going in... Before the thing. Uh, I don't know. I yeah. suppose you can do it whenever you want. Rock and roll. Yeah, exactly. But that will add another nice little I bit of I very much dryness. liked it on its own, actually. It was very I nice. did. Yeah. Uh, and I, I must say, and I don't say it in a horrible way, I was surprised that it was as dry and really beautiful, actually. I thought it was going to be a bit thicker and mm. more cloying. Yeah, it definitely tastes of, I had another sip while you're doing that, it definitely tastes of summer. Mm. Yeah. Are we enjoying this episode? I am. <laughs> Rather special. I am. And here comes my there you go. Jubilee Fizz. Thank and now you. that's not um, like a very insipid pink, it's quite vibrant, Yeah. very jolly, fit for a queen I yeah. say. Cheers. I have to stop saying fit for a queen, I think yeah, I've I think over-egged so. that. <laughs> <laughs> Mm. lovely yeah Works very really well with nice this. indeed because yeah, you're still getting all that character of those berries and as you said not too sweet at all no absolutely so cheers to everybody so continuing our royal theme 
we have got a really i'm so excited about this actually <laughs> we're in for a treat here <laughs> i'm actually nervous as well as excited mm. and you'll well, well you'll find out why shortly we're going with something which has just been released called the royal salute platinum jubilee edition and we've just this minute received it we have mm. it literally folks it's just <laughs> arrived in the last few minutes so royal salute blended whiskey has a real connection with the royal family going back to 1953 when they created this blended whiskey to celebrate the coronation of the queen so she'd sort of been queen for a year but she coronation was in 1953 so they created this very special blend of a number of iconic sort of whiskies and it was called 21 after the royal salute and 21 after the 21 gun Gun salute salute that was made for the coronation and then this whiskey was then gifted to the queen so there's that and in that intervening 69 70 years they've done all sorts of expressions right up to the present day and the platinum jubilee edition so they describe it as ultra prestige and i think you know (laughs) what words can describe this ultra or uber uber ultra it's limited edition and i should say up front we have not got a full 70 seal bottle. Why is that, Gary Well, I was going to come on to that, but why don't we just jump to that? It's. I'll just tell you a little bit about what I know about this before we actually taste our sample. They took inspiration for the design of the bottle. They took inspiration from... I didn't know this. The Queen, she wears a lot of brooches, but not just because they're nice jewellery, but they are like a hidden language. So if she's meeting someone in a certain situation or visit in a country, there's always a sort of hidden message in the brooch. What, a nod to Yeah, it's like very respectful from her to the person or the country that she's meeting. And they've taken that inspiration to come up with these sort of designs based on seven brooches over seven decades of her reign. And they've created this amazing design and the, the boxes are i shouldn't say boxes the packaging is a base how on, dare you yeah. call it a box <laughs> well, you know actually we've commented recently about she wears these really vibrant pinks yes, and yellows yes. and greens bright so colors bright colors mm. and they've taken a little bit of that apparently in some of the designs so it's a, a real celebration as for what goes in to the the mm. bottle this is off the scale so working backwards if you like it's finished for he's two he's very excited folks <laughs> he's actually quivering I'm, with I'm, excitement I think I'm hyperventilating <laughs> um, so it's it's finished for two years in tawny port cask and even that is a nod to something that was served at the coronation banquet in 1953 but they have taken whiskies from seven silent stills and silent means they no longer they no longer exist and so these whiskies are rare beyond belief because when they're gone they're gone Mm. so they've taken these seven or you know more whiskies and blended them under the watchful eye of master blender sandy hislop and all of this comes together in this bottle which we as i say we haven't got so back to your original question Mm -hmm. why we haven't got now, my understanding, and I may be incorrect, but <laughs> this is my understanding that these bottles are going to, uh, they're 
very limited edition. I think there's something like 147 bottles. Worldwide. Think, yeah, full stop, yeah. And they're going to be on sale in the region of 20,000 US dollars. Well, why it's priced in dollars, I don't know. Mm. But anyway, this 70CL bottle is going to be in the region of 20,000 US dollars. So we are incredibly <laughs> lucky to have this. Although I must say, we are worth it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you said that. So, so we've, we've got a little sample. But even that would be, what, about... Thousand, Upward of a thousand yeah, pounds. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So we feel really, really honoured yeah, to have this. Yeah, that's not bad at all, and is it? And even the way this this miniature was packaged, mm, you know, in a lovely glass, glass gold container yeah. with a blue velvet interior. Yeah, a, little, a little cushion, which it should. It was very regal and no. very beautiful. And we'll have that... We'll have the real bottle, the Zhuzhi bottle. A on, picture on our, of the yes, real bottle. Yes, not, not the real <laughs> bottle, but a picture of the real yeah. bottle on our Instagram feed. But we'll also feature this sample bottle because it's so beautiful. It's just so much attention to detail. And even that, even though it is 5CL, it's presented with so much pride and yes. actual aplomb. It's it's very worthy right. of the queens that we are, Gary. <laughs> Queen and king. Uh, so shall I open this? I'm actually even nervous about opening uh, the bottle, but I've got to... And uh, here we go. I should say... I love it already. Uh, I should say... Hang on, let me just open this. Hold on. There you are. Here the... Yeah. Come in the top. Come on. So this, mm. I, I don't know if they, they've said... So how long in... Total has it taken to make it? I don't know the answer right, to that, okay. but as I say, it's been rested for two years. Yeah, tall Newport cast, but mm. the, the all of these different uh, the, elements, the, the, the whiskies, they're in there. Got you know, there's, 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 you're just drinking a, a glass of amazing so history. And you know what? I mean, seventy years of being on the throne, it is worthy of something that special, isn't it? So I'm hoping, and I'm sure they have presented one to Her Majesty herself, and I, I hope that she so. is going to enjoy it alongside us. Yeah. I know sometimes when we do these little s tastings, you always say my measures are very generous when I pour it's them out. It's been quite stingy but, with this uh, one. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Can't <laughs> think why. I've got it in our lovely little Royal Salute tasting yes. glasses, so let me hand that to you. I, I should also say, I think, mm. yes, we are the cocktail lovers, but we love all sorts of mm. wonderful premium drinks. Even we wouldn't mix this in a cocktail. No, no. This no, exactly. <laughs> this is for sipping and savouring and so, enjoying. Yeah, so I think we should do another. I know we toasted the Queen at the beginning. Yes, but let's do another little toast to Her Majesty. To Her there. Majesty the Queen mm. and Royal Salute. Oh. This is honestly, you oh. could just take this aroma in for ages. Now I know there's sometimes a little bit. You know, you are gauged a lot by the price of something and I, I must say that does sometimes come uh, into yes, it yes and so it should but it's just this takes you on a lovely journey you do feel really I don't know I don't know what I'm looking for the words it feels yeah. special yeah well I would say as well with the, when you were searching for the word I could feel all the hair on the back of my neck standing mm. up because it is you're drinking a piece of absolute yes uh, exactly. history and I'm gonna do that thing right now Oh, wow. That is beautiful. And it's, let's step outside the hype. That is just so wow. gorgeous. There's a lot of the cast gauging you can taste mm. in that. And you, and and you get a little bit of that pulp finish, mm. which I love. Wow. 
Oh, that is well, Your so Majesty, good. you are in for a treat. Yeah. And if you have got $20,000 lying around <laughs> that you'd want to invest in a beautiful premium whiskey that is never going to be available again, we highly suggest this one. And two other things I would add mm. quickly to that. One is not only this bottle but they're doing a one-off bottle with a specially commissioned brooch mm. which is going to be auctioned at christie's for one of the, the her majesty's charities when is that Do um, know? i don't know the date but it's in june but we'll put that on our website yeah, definitely. and i think it's got a reserve of something like uh forty thousand pounds or something oh, on that. i should imagine yeah. but let's drop down to the other end of the scale the original royal salute signature blend the one that started it all the is available at a slightly more modest £125. £125 for a 70cl bottle. And that's just gorgeous And it is. We've had that, and we're big, big fans of that, and you can drink that any way you like, and it makes great cocktails. So, yeah, what else can I say? The Royal Salute Platinum Jubilee Edition. We salute you. And now for a cocktail hack from one of our experts. My name's Thomas Ask, the co-founder of Black Rock and Whiskey Me, and my cocktail hack is to use up all of those first flush tea leaves that you've used. Now, I personally will re-brew cold um, my spent tea leaves, whether they're green or flavoured teas, and I'll use that, sometimes carbonated, as a mixer to my whiskey or to my vodka or to whichever spirit I'm drinking. So it makes a good use of leftover ingredients, it gets a secondary flavour, and it's also delicious as a soft drink as well. Tell us about our book this week. Our book this week is Joe Gilmore and His Cocktails. Okay. For those who don't know Joe Gilmore, just give us a little bit of background into the great man. Well, he was is most well known for having worked at the American Bar at Savoy for some 40 years. Well, most, they don't make them like that No, anymore, and a lot they? of that as head bartender. Right. And this book, it's... I think the word that springs to mind, it's a charming book. It's about, our copy is about 20 years old, and I'm not sure if that's when it was first published. It's a bit hard to pin that mm. down, but let's say it's around about 20 years old. It's about Joe, and the first big chunk of it, the first 20 pages or so, is thus telling his life story. And it's really a nice story about how he came from Belfast to London when he was 16 in the late, like the 20s or something, 1920s. And he had his first job, get paid a pound a week to sell wallpaper. Wow. <laughs> and then and then moving to, I think, a Lion's Corner house. And the reason he, he went there, not only because he got, I think, two pounds a week, but it was all, all the food he could eat. And Lion's Tea House. Tea House, tea yeah. House, yeah. And, uh, and thereafter, it just covers how he worked in a lot of pubs and bars and cafes, what, doing a lot of washing up. But the bit that really made me smile was when he said he made his first cocktail at a pub. And some sort of quite sophisticated custom came in. They ordered like whiskey and gin and stuff. And one of them said, I want a dry martini. And he panicked because all he had ever done was sort of pour wine and pour beers and things like that. And he looked around in this pub and he found this really battered old cocktail book, looked up a dry martini, made it. And because it was battered and old, it was a like half and half gin and vermouth. And the customer sort of 
Well, it was an uproar because that was at the period, I guess, in the 20s, 30s. When, when people knew we, their martinis. Yeah, and they were drinking them really, really dry. Yes, yes. So that was his first sort of cocktail-making experience. So, I mean, it's lovely. You've told us this lovely yeah. anecdotes. Yeah. And we've met Joe. He's a wonderful man. But why have you chosen him for the royal connection? Because when you come onto the cocktail sections, it's, it's broken down by sort of lots of things like historical cocktail, Savoy cocktail traditional cocktails and a section called royal cocktails yes because the thing about mr gilmore was in his time at savoy he created a lot of cocktails for people events and all sorts so just looking at the book there's a whole section there's about half a dozen or so cocktails and things like one in the uh, late 60s to celebrate the investiture of prince charles as the prince of wales there's one celebrate there's quite a lot celebrating royal weddings and there's one that celebrates the silver jubilee back wow. in 1977 and these are ones that he created they for are. the event they yes. are okay. and they're all kind of based on kind of classic cocktails in a way like the one for the silver jubilee which is lemon juice cointreau egg white pear liqueur you know but the the thing i like about the book as i said at the beginning i'll pass this over to you while i'm talking Mm -hmm. is um it is charming and it feels like a snapshot of a a yesteryear Mm. is the word you know there's lovely little photos that feel like you know from the 60s and stuff the color of the photographs lets you know they're old there's lovely little illustrations yeah and here's one with him with princess margaret as well which is which is lovely so that that's why i went for it because i I love that royal connection and as you said we we were lucky enough to to meet him and as you know a true gent of the old school absolutely wonderful so is it i mean we're lucky we've got a signed copy which is amazing but are they available now it's not easy to find but i would recommend doing a little bit of routing around online or just keep your eyes open in in the charity shops because there are copies out there and if you're lucky enough to find one you will feel well rewarded marvelous so that's joe gilmore and his cocktails and his cocktails wonderful The brand new issue of the Cocktail Lovers magazine is available now. And the theme, rather fittingly, is In With The New. We look at the best new bar openings around the world, some of the new bottles to have in your drinks cabinet, and we celebrate five classic cocktails reimagined for modern palettes. And there's a whole lot more. Even the magazine has a brand new look. To discover more and find out how to get your copy in print or on digital, See thecocktaillovers.com slash magazine. Having been honoured with the only royal warrant awarded to a hotel for hospitality services and as the closest to Buckingham Palace, the Goring Hotel has been a firm royal favourite since it opened its doors in 1910. The coronations of George VI and Her Majesty the Queen saw the hotel filled with royalty attending these great occasions from all over the world. While we have no idea of what the guest list will be like this year, we're thrilled to be in the hotel where we're joined by its general manager, Michael Voigt, to talk us through the many fabulous offerings the hotel has in store for the Platinum Jubilee weekend, as well as bar manager Tiago Mira to whet our appetites before we sample the Jubilee-inspired drinks on the cocktail menu. First off, Michael... 
Welcome to the Cocktail Lovers Podcast. So, good afternoon to you. My good name afternoon. is Michael Voigt. I'm the general manager here at the Goring Hotel. Uh, I've been here for two years now. Uh, I've reopened the hotel three times. I closed it during lockdown down, and um, I'm so pleased we are now in a celebration mode with yes. happy guests coming from all over the world to join us for this really happy occasion next week. Um, for the Queen's Jubilee, 70 years on the train. So we're in the, the Gorin Hotel, the amazing Gorin Hotel. I wonder if you could, for our listeners, tell us a little bit about the, the look and the feel of this beautiful hotel. Well, the hotel has been around since 1910. So it's a wonderful building right next to, we call them our neighbors, uh, Buckingham Palace. <laughs> They're good, good neighbors to have. It's a good postcode. And um, we have started decorating the hotel. The bunting is actually going up um, for the celebrations. The gardeners have been very busy. They just planted the royal favorite flowers in our hotel garden, which is one of the biggest uh, private hotel gardens. In, in London, wow. actually the biggest, not one of the biggest, the biggest. Uh, we have the Queen Elizabeth's Rose out there, Princess Alexandra's preferred roses and um, Prince Charles' preferred flowers. So all along the borders of our garden. Um, so the hotels never really look quite so happy and um, full of flowers everywhere. It's a beautiful hotel and it's got a huge and wonderful history with royalty. So can you tell us about some of the connections? We are extremely proud to have been given a royal warrant by Her Majesty the Queen for hospitality services. And we're the only hotel in the world which has been given the royal warrant for wow, Her Majesty. That is amazing, isn't um, it? We're very proud of it. And um, uh, obviously I can't mention any names of who's been here. Obviously people know that we have a royal suite who has featured very heavily in the press uh, and because we're so close to Buckingham Palace it's a it's just a convenient place to meet I guess but we never mention any names or we no. using using this particular example so. no exactly and that <laughs> is why it's the discretion you know it's that wonderful thing but that is why you're held in such high esteem but when does that that sort of role connection when did that first start do you think Well, you know, we looked at the archives and um, I found the guests who stayed here in 1953, a guest list. And that's the day before the carnation. And we've printed that out for all guests who come this week during the uh, celebrations. And there were four kings staying here oh my and three princesses and, um, and admirals and generals and lots of dignity stayed with us. So we've printed that out. We couldn't probably, you know, at the time of GDPR, can you imagine in 1953 <laughs> when, when that was actually published um, to all hotel guests to have a copy. So it's quite funny that at the time that wasn't a bother at all to anyone. No, so, absolutely. Um, but the list is just amazing. Well, we'll have a little look at that. And actually, perhaps we can name check, if you don't mind, some of them a little bit later, which is fantastic. So tell us, you've got, of course, you've got this wonderful hotel, and it is, you are one of the neighbours of Buckingham Palace. So you've got a full capacity at the hotel over the next couple of weeks. Can you tell us some of the things that your guests can expect during this time at the Goring? Sure. Um, apart from 
being very, very busy with international travelers who come for special celebrations and um, the party in Buckingham Palace and several concerts and pageantry staying with us. We have a wonderful Jubilee afternoon tea, which actually runs until September. They're wonderful cakes, which sort of remind you of Queen Elizabeth. Um, we have a the head of Queen Elizabeth on our scones. I don't know if she would approve of that. <laughs> um, and that's what we serve. And it's very popular until September. Lovely. Which is one thing. We have the Jubilee menu, which is seven dishes, which go really through the 70 years of the reign of Queen Elizabeth. So one for each decade? One for each decade. So it starts with 1950s, where we have coronation chicken. Of course. Um, (laughs) Then 1960s, the king prawn cocktail, and then the graft lux um, smoked salmon uh, in 1970s, and so on and so forth. And is that a set menu? No, no, you just choose. It's a la carte. So you pick one of them or two or three. We, however, have a set menu, which is the menu which was served here on the 2nd of June 1953. The original menu before the coronation, that's when all these guests, the house guests, stayed with us. And we've made a modern copy of that menu and recreated it. So and tell that's us the a, main. Few, a few things on that. Um, so it starts off with a, a cornet de Jean Ross Soumont Fumé, as was all in French then, <laughs> um, which is a little cornet of smoked salmon, really, and a chicken consommé. At the time, it was called consommé doublé. Then we have the Dover sole, mm. which at the time, it's a, it was a Dover sole, and then asparagus, uh, because that also was on the menu. So we've just recreated that particular menu as a model. It's a lovely sort of snapshot, isn't it, of what was going on now? And it's still relevant mm, today. Very much relevant. And it must have been quite fun, to fun and hard work, going through all of these things and thinking, how do we capture all of the wonderful connections that you have with royalty, but also bring this sense of Britishness to the occasion? How long was the planning of all of this that went on. When did you start planning for the Platinum Jubilee? It's only about four months ago. Oh, okay. So it's not, it didn't take too long, really. We've, um, we had, during last summer, we had Teddy the Shetland Pony here and we got him back to approve all these royal recipes, actually. So he's coming back as a visitor this summer so to join us for afternoon tea on a few occasions. And he saw all these menus and he, he sort of, is the royal approval. Of oh, fantastic. And because the Queen loves horses and has yes. ponies herself. You know, there's another nice connection and Teddy the Shetland Pony belongs to the Goring family. So it's all oh. within this family spirit of a family-run hotel. Yes, that's wonderful. So you also have a, the Royal Suite. Do you have some wallpaper, some wonderful... Yes, so it's silk wall covering. And um, in the Royal Suite itself, there are copies of the um, throne room. It's exactly the same design. In one of the rooms of the Royal Suite, we have the, uh, in the main master bedroom, it's the wallpaper which was used at the Titanic first class dining room. So they're beautiful copies. Every single room has a little history to the wallpaper. So it's not just what we selected and said, this would look nice. Mm. There's There's a historic link 
to some very special, either Buckingham Palace or uh, the Titanic or different different locations in the UK. So there is a story behind. We have, we've got a little booklet which explains it all. But uh, I think the Titanic is a charming room, and the throne room is, is another mm. one. You must be very proud right. being here at, at this time as well, more than any, because this is a wonderful celebration, isn't it? it and, is. I, and I know you said you can't mention names. We appreciate that, but. I know you mentioned earlier that so many people who work here have been here for so long and they must have so many stories themselves and memories of sort of the, the, the famous guests and particularly the royal guests over the years, I would imagine. Indeed, you know, we have a, a wonderful Dorman Peter has been here for 58 years. 58 wow. years? 58 years. Wow. And he keeps reminding me that was two years being here. You know, so I'm still in the probation period. <laughs> um, but it's not... Many hotels have such long-serving staff. Mm. Yes. And I feel very privileged to be amongst the team who's been so loyal. And I, I think we all feel very privileged to have very, very nice owners who really look after yes, people. Yes, absolutely. And uh, Jeremy Goring often says... Um, that some of the team members have dedicated their lives to the Goring Hotel. So he will always look after people who've given their life to, to, to the hotel. And you can feel that throughout the... There's no head office here. It's either yes or no, or it's a rubbish idea, or it's a good idea. <laughs> oh, you know where you yeah. are. Yeah. Yeah. And no politics involved. It's, um, you know, it's, it's special. And it does Jeremy, have a lovely family feel about it, true. which is wonderful. And Jeremy told me the other day, there's always a goring at the goring. And it's true. He's mm. always here. He's here every day and says hello to the guests. And, and I think it transcends from there to all our guests. Mm. So yeah. we run it like a proper home, family-grown hotel. And, and you had that feeling, I know, when, when we walk in, it almost doesn't feel like you're walking into a hotel. It does feel like you've been welcomed into someone's home, just the look of it and the welcome the from all the team. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Um, going back to Jubilees, because we're all very excited about the Jubilee, um, how have you celebrated previous Jubilees? I know that you weren't here, but do you know of any uh, what they did uh, previously here? Well, because of our larger than normal garden, private garden. There were lots of garden parties out there where some of the neighbors attended. And um, I think that's what we use really mainly, the garden and do the bunting, have, keep it very, very British, keep it impeccable with, in terms of the service and the food, showing off our Michelin star, but also nice service, and especially the bar. Lovely drinks there with our head barman, Tiago. I know we're talking about him a little bit later on. I think that's really mainly mainly the story about the Jubilee. Fantastic. Well, we've said what we're what you're looking forward to. So we've got all of the lovely celebrations here, and we can try out the wonderful cocktails, which is what we're looking forward to. I must say, well, amongst many other things, amongst over many this other things. Weekend. Yes, exactly. Thank you very much. Thank Michael. you. That's pleasure, great. pleasure talking to you. Enjoy Thank the you. Jubilee feast. So my name is Tiago Mira. I've been at the Goring for just a little over three years. So I, I started a year before, um, you know, the pandemic. Happened. Yes. 
The crazy time. The crazy time. Let's not talk about that anymore. Yes. So now we're here in happier times because we're celebrating the Platinum Jubilee and we can't think of a better place to be to celebrate. So tell us about the cocktails that you have on the menu and the rationale behind them as well. Your inspiration. Yeah, of course. So, well, I was challenged to create a, a new cocktail menu. And the first thing that came to my mind was the history of the Goring, everything that the Goring went through, through the years, really. Uh, so we've been around for over 110 years. So it's, there's a lot of history, a lot of things going on. There were a lot of things going on. I decided that the best menu, the, the best way to, to represent not just the bar, but the hotel would was to create cocktails that would represent history facts. Yeah. So I went back in history and I've taken inspiration from many, you know, things that happened at the Gorin. Mm. For instance, the coronation in uh, 1953. So for that, I created a cocktail which, well, I take an inspiration from a, a cocktail that is the Queen's favorite cocktail, uh, or so, you know, so people say is the Queen's favorite cocktail, uh, which is gin and Dubonnet, yeah. for instance, yeah. which at some point was a very, was kind of a forgotten drink. To be mm. honest. It's, not, it's not a drink that people really asked nowadays in yeah. the bar. But I said, yeah. why is that? You know, it's such a delicious drink. But how, what can I do in order to... To, to revive To revive it. it. So, obviously, we, 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 we've twisted it. So, obviously, we're using two different types of uh, uh, gin, a slow gin and the and, uh, uh, London dry gin as mm. well, uh, Dubonnet. And then we, we mix it with some herbs, including in, herbs and flowers, including roses, so it just adds this gardening sort of sort of yeah. uh, feel nice to it. Nice English feel, absolutely, mm. and and some seasonal fruits as well. So it, we cook everything in sous vide. It just just kind of brings all the flavors together. Just elevates the flavors. So it keeps the, it keeps it very simple but yeah. elevated. Yeah, and you know it caught the attention of our guests, and you know, and they keep ordering that drink over and over again, which is phenomenal to see. What do you call it? The coronation. Right. Yeah, okay. the coronation. Yeah. So obviously, you know, to pay tribute to that fact, yeah. to that history yeah. fact. Then we also, I also create a cocktail uh, called the Jubilee that obviously in tribute to what happened actually in 2013 and to create a connection with what's happening this year as well, uh, the Platinum Jubilee. So we decided to create a cocktail that would have champagne. Would have to, yes, it had, course, to, it had to be a, it it had, to. It had to be a champagne cocktail. Champagne obviously has that symbol of, of festivity yeah. and the celebration. Yeah. So it was important to me to have a cocktail that would reflect that. So for that cocktail, we have... Uh, uh, a Spanish brandy called Isabel Regina, which is uh, aged in Pedro Jimenez cast, which has got a bit of sweetness to it, uh, a lot of character as well. We use a, a Portuguese liqueur called Icoberal as well, and a tiny bit of peach liqueur. So it might sound sweet at first, and then we top it up with champagne, Bollinger, which mm. is, it just dries it out a bit. Yeah. So it's, it's our take on a classic champagne cocktail, really. And then we add 24 character gold. To the cocktail just to elevate it yeah, to the next level. That really does it. Yeah. It elevates it to the next level. You know, I think yeah. as I said, see, it's gold also has is as that you know, it's just when you when you walk around the Buckingham Palace and you see all those, you know, it's very goldish, everything from the outside as well. So I just wanted to bring that to to the drink, you know, the you know that luxurious feel mm. to the drink. Mm. Um that obviously is a, is a, is a, you know, everyone can have access to it. 
Great. Yeah, well, right. we can't wait to try them. Yeah, I think we should. Thank Absolutely. you so Absolutely. much. Thank Looking you very much. forward to it. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you. Having spoken to Michael and Tiago, it was actually brilliant to then go and sit in the bar, buoyed by all their enthusiasm and all of the wonderful stuff that they put into all of the menus around the uh, hotel. Absolutely. I mean, it's such a wonderful hotel mm, anyway. Mm. I mean, it's always fabulous to go there. And then just having stepped through the, the reception to go into that lovely bar. It was a real joy, wasn't it? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it was literally buzzing. I looked around and I must have seen at least five people ordering the Jubilee Fizz. But it's so iconic as it comes through the, the room. You can see it sort of shining. It's yeah. glowing. So how do we want to start this? Should we talk with the drink about well, the drinks or about the bar? Let's put it in context mm. a little bit. Because what I like about the Gorin Hotel generally is it's considering it is very historic and it's very glamorous it's also kind of understated in mm. a way so it's always got a feeling a little bit like you've stepped into someone's fabulous home yes it's got that intimate feeling it's not a huge bar but it's kind of just feels like you could uh just kick back and relax in that as though you were in a nice drawing room yeah so yeah. there is that drawing room feel the bar itself as you say that area is quite small and you can sit by the bar and just little um tables off the bar but actually it opens up into this wonderful lounge so it does feel bigger and then you've got the the, the lovely garden room as well that yeah. looks out onto the amazing garden yeah. which is, i mean we would definitely say amongst many other things if you pop along do have a look in that lovely garden yeah, or you know on the day that we things. went it was beautiful weather actually and it would have been nice to sit outside and enjoy at one of the the spritzes out there but we wanted to see the bartenders at work and it's always our privilege i think to sit pride of place at the bar it to, is indeed to yeah. see also not just the bar and the bartenders but to actually peruse the whole of the room and yeah. see how it works and i must say that there's a lovely flow of energy and chatter and just lovely feel yeah. about and that, it and that thing i said earlier about the home it's true in the decor because you look around there's there's like oil paintings which i think are probably of family members from mm. yesteryear there's sort of little photographs there's lots of really nice prints on the walls like botanical things the kind of stuff you would have in a lovely mm. home and even the way the the back bar is displayed it's all in sort of nice nice cabinets cabinets mm. you know i think oh wouldn't it be great to have your bar like that at home? <laughs> <laughs> in my dream world yeah, yeah exactly so there we were sitting in the goring feeling really pleased with ourselves i think and i think privileged. there's a love yeah exactly yeah. so of course we were there with the jubilee celebrations in mind so yeah. we you know having spoken to both michael and tiago we definitely had to order the jubilee inspired drinks yeah so mine was the jubilee fizz which um you will have heard that tiago mentioned which has some Isabel Regina infused with banana, a lovely um, Portuguese liqueur, some peach liqueur, and obviously that beautiful Bollinger champagne that he, he spoke about. And there's these lovely flecks of gold leaf that really light up the whole drink. It is really beautiful. Mm. It's it's sweet, but nicely sweet. And then there's that crispness of the, the Bollinger that just finishes it off beautifully. And it does make you feel very 
regal, I would say. Mm. I think I sat up a little straighter <laughs> while I, I was think drinking. I did. <laughs> <laughs> and that came, it's in this lovely, um, I would call it a sort of V-shaped flute, you know, one mm. of those. So it's not a, a, a straightforward flute, but a little V-shaped. So it just had this lovely, um, I would say, should I say elegance, Gary? I, I know think, it's I an think oft you... overused <laughs> word, but I think that but it think really in works in, case, in this setting. Yeah. Yes. And yourself? I had the Coronation Cup, mm-hmm. which was uh, Whitley Nil Gin, Berkshire Slow Gin, Dubonnet, pomegranate rosebuds plums and electric bitters and they describe it as a being adopted and revamped favorite aperitif of one of their special guests mm. and uh it's it was delicious i mean it's a it's a obviously i say obviously it's a take on a gin and dubonnet but with those additions of the sort of rosebuds which i guess takes a little bit of inspiration from all those beautiful roses in the garden which mark very uh different royal members it kind of gave you a slightly more floral Mm. feeling which was nice it just took it in a different direction so it was very very i'm not going to say elegant it was a very sophisticated drink so yeah i really really enjoyed that it's interesting that you talk about the the flowers because apparently with a lot of the menu as well they use a lot of herbs and flowers from the garden itself, yes. which is a really nice, and it is, as we said, a really beautiful, beautiful garden. Also, continuing that English vein, they feature a lot of liqueurs and spirits from royal warrant holders as well, and, and also a lot of British producers. So it's a, a great menu. We we both had another drink as we well did. from the menu. I had the German, which Tiago spoke about, because the menu does go through these key stages in, in British history. And this features Beef Eater 24, infused with orange, homemade yuzu and rosemary syrup, black pepper and cardamom bitters, and champagne. And as we said, inspired by Otto Goring, who opened the, sh- the, the hotel in 1910. And he he apparently loved champagne and was rather partial to a Negroni. So mm-hmm. this, I, I wouldn't say it had uh, Negroni-esque elements in it, but I really like this. It had a beautiful, crisp finish. And rather than the, the Jubilee Fizz, which I had in a V-shaped coupe, this one in a V-shaped flute, rather, this one was in a coupe. So yeah. the bubbles dissipated in a different kind of way, the fizz in, in this. And I, I really, really enjoyed it. So that was my The German. And my other choice, my second choice, um, I stayed in the royal vein with the George the Sixth to celebrate uh, the 1937, which was his coronation year. And that was made with Ramsbury London Dry Gin, Bizou Honey Aperitif, Lele Blanc, Peychard Bitters, Honey Water and Kumel Air. And they must have known I was coming because they served it in my favourite Nook and Nora glass. <laughs> and I loved this. This was a very rich drink. And the funny thing is, I'm not always that keen on honey in cocktails but they used it really sparingly mm. so it was just it just gave it a little extra depth to that aforementioned richness 
but it was a, a really deeply satisfying drink and i think worthy of a king mm. oh well done i like that bit yeah there's lots of um fantastic little treats as we said on the menu and i think what's nice about this jubilee offering you can splash out and you can stay in the hotel if you want to they've got these wonderful packages but you can enjoy a little bit of this wonderful goring excellence on whatever your budget is. So, you know, you can do the hotel package, you can yeah. do an afternoon tea, you can do this full a la carte menu or just pop in for a Jubilee fizz. So we highly recommend popping in and raising your glass to Her Majesty. Indeed. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Cocktail Lovers podcast. We really hope you enjoyed it. If you did, please tell your friends and make sure you never miss an episode by subscribing wherever you get your podcasts. For more details on the people, places and products mentioned today, head over to our website, thecocktaillovers.com.